Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Joseph and if this is your first time joining in, this is Sold Out for Jesus is a Christ-centered podcast. And what that means is that this podcast is um, centered around the teachings of Jesus and the aim is to make sure that the person of Christ is fully, you know, made manifest through the life of each and every one of us as believers um you know so here i try to talk about god's word in a practical way and then see how we can basically upgrade and fully um, capture what it means to live for god and express the life when as we learn about it and so today as you may have seen i'm talking about a topic you know i named it he sees you and i imagine somebody is wondering um who sees me well God sees you, right? And another person is saying, okay, God sees me. So what does he see? You know, he sees what I did last Saturday. All of my failures, has seen all of my disappointing times, all the times I spent crying all night, wishing that I was never born and all of that. Or does he see my successes? Does he see the time I spend with my family, the time I spend in the presence of my loved ones, you know, people I care about. Um, is he actually there when I pray to him? Does he hear me when I pray to him? Does he care that I read his word? Now, I'd like us to read a verse and let's let's just, you know, start off from this. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 and it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, the Bible here is clearly stating that faith is important to have a relationship with God. So whatever relationship that we have with God, apart from faith, is a non-existent relationship because God is not pleased by anything that does not have faith in it. And so because God is not fully captured you know, he can barely be captured in our sensory modalities. We must go beyond the realm of our senses, you know, to have um, a fulfilling relationship with God. And so that's why we need faith. The Bible says faith is the um, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Someone tells you that I've bought a, you know, a wonderful car from for you. That car is in Germany right now. It's being brought to Nigeria, but um, it's not possible to take a picture and make a video of the car until the car arrives. But then the person gives you a receipt, and then you see the receipt now, um, $250,000 for your bands. You see that it's been signed. It's coming you know, to Nigeria. And so you know that you have the bands, even though, you know, you've not necessarily felt it, you've not touched the exterior of the car, you've not held the steering wheels, you've not handled the car, you know, so to say, but you've seen that receipt and you know you have the car and you go about celebrating, I have a brand new Benz and you're so happy and excited. Now, think about faith as this. In the similar manner, you've not seen God, right? Or you've not seen the things God is telling you about. 
But that same way that you have a receipt and you hold on to that receipt as if indeed you have seen the car, is the same way God expects us to hold on to his word as a receipt. Even though we've not necessarily seen some of the things, you know, in physical manifestation, but because he has said it is, then we should believe that it is. First things first, right? You have faith. The Bible says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God had dealt to every man, the measure of faith. And this is Romans chapter 12 verse 3. So as long as you are a Christian, you have received a measure of faith. And so you have faith. So don't say, I don't have faith. You do have faith. So walk with it. And so it's important to understand certain things. Okay, so there's a few thoughts that I have here reading. And I'll just read them out. And I just want us to ponder on them. You know, first things first, God is there with you always. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, um, this is the Amplified Classic Edition. It says, let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, nor relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Think about how many times in that portion that God said, I will not leave you. So I want us to understand first things first, right? God is never going anywhere. He's always with you. He's there where you are, listening to me, wherever you are, in any part of the world. God is there. And I want you to believe it because that's what he has said. You know, it may not always seem like it. You know, sometimes you feel like you are far from God. Sometimes you feel like you're closer to him. The fact that you feel that way doesn't mean it's necessarily true. God is always there with you. And so we must walk with that consciousness, right? Um, To begin to build a relationship with God, we must first of all believe that he is. We must first of all believe that he's actually there with us. And then from that level, we begin to walk with him. You know, the Bible says he watches your every step. He looks at everything you do and he cares about every single detail about your life. He knows you in and out. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, Before I made you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I chose you for a special work. I chose you to be a prophet to the nations. And so God knows you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Think about that. So out of the millions of sperm cells that were fighting to go and fertilize with that egg, God chose you because he has a special destiny for you. He chose you for a particular purpose. He chose you because you are the only one that perfectly fits that plan. Think about this. There is nobody in eternity that could be more you than you. There is no one in eternity that is exactly like you. You are the only person of your kind that has ever been and that would ever be created. And that's how special you are to God. And beyond that, he does have a destiny for you. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So God has a definite and 
predestined end for you. There's a state that God has determined for you to end. And this is his plan for you. You didn't come to being out of a random walk of nature, a big bang, and then sells God from here to there, evolution and all that crap. No, God created you specifically he has a plan for your life um there's a place that god has destined for you to get to and only out of a relationship with almighty god and fellowshipping with the spirit can you actually know what that plan is and then can you then begin to walk in it and manifest what god's will god's definite and precise will for your life is god is a very intentional god and we must understand that about him when walking with him you know even though we may have certain things that may not always be god's best for us but god knows how to cause those things you know to somehow align with his will the Bible says, for all things work together for good for those who love him and those who are the called according to his purpose. So trust God is working together for your good. And the next thing you need to understand is that he loves you. In Romans chapter 5 verse 8, the Bible says, But God clearly shows and proves his love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ did not die for the righteous man. No, Christ died for a sinner, the one living in um, the worst of conditions. He died for the one committing the worst of sins. Think about the worst sinner you can think about. You know, the most atrocious acts you can think about. The person I feel like is too far gone that God cannot save that person. And then I want you to understand something. God died for that person and he loves that person so much, you know, and so... That same love that he has for um, the best person that you believe, you know, the, the nicest pastor or minister of God, right? That same love he has for that person, he does have for the worst of sinners. And so when you begin to understand that God is love, right? And his love is so, it's almost difficult to explain because it doesn't make sense from a human perspective, right? And and beyond all doubts, we do not deserve it at all, but it's there for you nonetheless, right? As long as you accept his love and when you begin to accept his love, then you can begin to see yourself in the light that God sees you. And this is what, this is one of the things that helps you to have a good and genuine fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Why am I talking about all of this? It's very, very important more than anything to have a personal relationship with god in this time and season you know it's great to go to church it's great to serve god in god's house and do all of those nice things for god but if you do not have a relationship with god then all those things they don't matter because his primary desire for you is a relationship with him from that relationship with him then service true service comes out it's in that place that he's able to tell you what his plan and his purpose is for you. You know, before God gave Adam dominion over the world, God gave him the breath of life. God gave Adam himself, right? And it was out of this um, life that God gave to him that he was able to actually do the things that God required of him to do. This was where his purpose actually came from. And so God has placed that same offer to you. The first offer that God has for you is not the world, is not the things of the world, but himself. Now that is the most valuable offer that he has for you. And so I ask you today, 
there's the wall to your left and then God is standing here by your right. Who are you going to pick? Are you going to pick a relationship with God? Or would you rather give your time to the world, to spending hours watching Netflix, spending hours doing, you you may actually be doing things like, you know, trying to get money and running up and down, you know, the worries of life. And there's so many things that could occupy your mind. But all of those things would not matter after we're gone out of this realm. And as much as it's important to get money, as much as it's important to relax, you know, I'm not against watching Netflix and watching nice shows, but there must not affect your time, you know, that is give to God. So I just want you to think about these things. How much time you've been giving to God? How much time you currently owe God? And begin to pay your debts. And out of that, out of that relationship, the Spirit guide you into achieving all the things that you need to achieve um whatever needs that you have they're already met in christ and even when you work you begin to realize that everything you do tends to life you will no longer be struggling because you are guided by the spirit of god your life changes and then indeed you become a shining and a radiating light that means you become a point of reference and you're actually exuding power in the realm of the spirit I pray that we come to this understanding and we would come to walk in a relationship with God. We know God not just for the things that he can do for us, but for who he is. And out of that, we can now begin to know who he sees us as and actually walk in that light. I pray to God that the eyes of your understanding be flooded with light. That you may come to an understanding you know, of these things and actually walk in the fullness of it amen all right guys that is the podcast for today i hope you learned something new i pray that more grace be added to you each and every step of the way in the name of jesus have a wonderful week have a wonderful day and god bless you